there may be some of you that are sitting in here this morning that you might be riding the fence. You, you, you're not sure whether he can forgive you now or not. Maybe you took a step off the track. Maybe you stumbled and fell. Maybe you were like Paul and you'd done some things that you didn't even want to do. And you're having trouble in your mind whether or not he can forgive you this time. Can I tell you this morning that his grace far surpasses anything that you could ever do? That in your darkest storm, he's your brightest light. That his love will expand to the ends of the earth and beyond. It's been there in all eternity. Your name has been on his tongue from the day he created you in the heavens. He loves you. And there's nothing you can do. There's nothing that can happen that can take us away from the love of God. You're in his hand. You're in his hand. Don't let what your past is speaking to you dictate what your future holds for you. Father, this morning I speak blessings over your people. Father, where, there is, where there's that, that opposition in our heart, God, that where we're fighting and struggling, we, we might be struggling even yet right now, whether or not. Oh, we want to be close to you, but we're just not sure if you are willing. But God, you've told us many times in your word, all we have to do is come. You said you won't leave us. You said you won't forsake us. Your word says that you've seen us from afar off. And your arms open wide waiting for us to come home. Father, we thank you for being a good, good father. Thank you for your grace, your mercy, your kindness, your love. And Father, may everything that we do in this life not deter us from running to you. But rather encourage us. So Father, it's in Jesus' name that we pray this morning. Have your way. Amen. Amen. All right, before you sit down, just go ahead and tell somebody that they look a lot better than you did. See, everybody already sat down. Look at there. Look, see, I love it. Before you sit down, go ahead and look at somebody and tell them, you are the best thing I've seen since I looked in the mirror. I mean, what's wrong with y'all? What is wrong? My prayer this morning is that God release a spirit of joy and happiness in your heart and in your life. How many of you know that you, do y'all know how awesome it is right now to be a child of the king? There, there are those out there that are wandering lost. You were once just like them and God's grace showed up. And consumed you. Man if that doesn't make you excited enough to live every day. Just to know that he loved me that much. See I'm going to take it personal. That's my daddy. 
So you, you got to make him yours. You have to call him Lord, not just rabbi. He has to be Lord over your life. He has to consume every living cell in your life. How many of you know that's hard? Don't, don't we always want to put something in our own hand and go, well, God, you ain't doing it fast enough today. Get over. You're getting old. Just sit down over there. You've been here since eternity. You said, let me fix it. Oh, and for those of you, I didn't want to, I believe that the Holy Spirit told me this while we was in worship. <laughs> I don't want to condemn those of you that weren't here Wednesday. That is when I told everyone not to, not to eat this morning on Sunday. So if you weren't here on Wednesday, I'm not throwing stones at you. Um, these were the people that were here Wednesday. and I just really feel like that sometimes the church just doesn't, Sometimes I, I, I feel that the church isn't willing to give as much to God as God give to the church. So I just, I asked the question Wednesday night of who in here has fasted in the past. And then I went on from a week or day or whatever. And I was sadly struck. And I'm guilty as anybody else. So I said, you know what, we're going to turn over a new leaf. We're going to sow a seed. You can't can't expect harvest in your life if you're not willing to sow a seed in your life. Come on. Come on, you can't sit at the house waiting on a million dollars. You have to smite the alarm clock, get up and go to work. That's That's how you get that money, right? See, I mean, you can talk about money and everybody's right there. Boy, they understand, (laughs) they got it, they know exactly what you're talking about. But if you tell them they got to give it, then they go, everything gets real quiet. See, see how quiet it got? Boy, it got real quiet, didn't it? If you got your Bibles, turn into your Bibles. Mark chapter 4, I'm going to read verses 26 through 29. And we're talking about from seed to harvest. I might get through it this morning. I might not. If I don't, we'll just pick up next week. It might turn into something else. Mark chapter 4, verse 26 through 29. You got it? I'll wait on you. I mean, it's right there. Hey, y'all talk back this morning, all right? Y'all, y- look, y'all will open up your Facebook and yell at your Facebook, but you won't amen a preacher down. Huh? You'll open up Twitter and Instagram and all these other things out there, and you'll amen it down, but you won't even amen the preacher down. I mean, you get so quiet in church, loosen up. Lord have mercy. All right, let's go. Ready or not? And he said, this is Jesus, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep by night. And rise by day. And the seed should sprout and grow. He himself. He himself. Does not know how. For the earth yields crops by itself. First the blade. Then the head. After that the full grain in the head. But when the grain ripens, 
How many of you are waiting on that time? But when the grain ripens, immediately he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. Being that God shook me at 3.15 this morning and I laid in bed and tossed and turned and finally got up and I came to church later, not at 3.15. Bad preacher. Get up and go when God calls. I'm going to try to stick on some notes. I want to teach you. I want to teach you this morning. Okay, so don't go to sleep. How many of you had plenty of sleep last night? How many wish you had more sleep last night? Just don't take that time and put it today. Okay, for the next hour and a half, I want your undivided attention. And then after that, if you decide to go to sleep, it's on you. But I need an hour and a half. I believe there are many of us, including myself in here, that have planted a seed once or twice in our life. Has anybody ever planted a seed? We've all planted a seed. Whether it be corn or bean or flour or whatever, we, we've planted a seed. Did any, did any of you, I already answered myself this morning, did any of you ever plant that seed on Thursday, jump up on Friday morning to go and pluck your harvest? No? Why? Wow, is there a process in it? I wonder why we are so counteractive when it comes to our spiritual seed sowing. Come on, church. Don't leave me now. Come on in here. Why is it that we'll go to God in prayer today and expect the answer to pop up out the ground tomorrow? God didn't go like me this morning. How many of you have ever done that? Prayed today, didn't see the answer, and the next thing you know, you get discouraged. Sometimes you get so discouraged that you stop even praying about it. Anybody else? Come on, just don't leave me hanging. Hannah, if i got to come and sit beside you, somebody going to amen me this morning. Because there's too many times that when we don't see God react immediately to our action. Whether you believe it or not, you're holding a grudge. You're getting, getting mad at daddy because he ain't showed up when you want him to show up. He didn't do what you asked him to do. He didn't do it when you asked him to do it. But boy, we planted that seed and we expect the harvest. I mean, because it's a good thing. It's a good thing to expect the harvest. Now, I'm not going to go against you there because, I mean, everybody knows that the Bible says that he answers every prayer. So we know the answer's coming. We're just trying to speed him up a little bit. That's why God ain't much on this 21st century stuff, because he ain't never been no microwave God. He all been about crockpot the whole time. Right? He ain't about your microwaves. That's why your microwaves have so many issues, and y'all keep breaking them. But that's what happens. Some of us today might even be sitting in here in frustration, even today, right now, maybe even in anger. 
Some of us may have gone as far as bitterness. Because we've yet to harvest the fruit of that seed that was planted. I know some of you will say, well, pastor, because I said this. But wait a minute, God, I've been waiting a while. Some of y'all probably sitting in here right now saying, pastor, but I've waited some time. I've been patient. When I go to bed at night, I still pray that my children will come to God. Pastor, when I go to bed at night, I still pray that God would heal me. I've waited a long time. Don't, don't you think it's about high time that God show up? I've been waiting a while. Come on, you see how the bitterness might? See, because we expect, we expect everything that we ask for that God would release it into our life. Not only everything that we ask for, but immediately when we ask for it. Thank God he knows me better than I do. Thank God... Thank God that he loves me more than I love myself. Because there's times in our life that we've prayed for things that probably, if God would have given, would have taken us out. That's right. That's true. So I wonder how many of us are sitting in here struggling with that right now. Maybe we've been, we've been praying and asking God for forgiveness on something, but it just don't seem like forgiveness is there. Come on, you Come on, you sanctified holy crew. Huh? You, you ain't never done that? You, you've been praying to God, help you forgive. Help me forgive that woman. And as soon as she walked through the house, boy, you throw on shoes. And, or you go out the back door or go to the garage or jump in your vehicle and take a ride. Or you go, God, help me forgive that man. And when he come in, you done burnt the biscuits. Come on. Or you just go downstairs and do homework. Well, she, she's having some, y'all, y'all help her. She's having some issues with forgiveness. But I wonder how many of us have struggled with that. There are others that will say a little differently and say, man, when I least expected it, the harvest was there. Has anybody just, I mean, you, you walk through your life and then it, it almost seemed as if out of the blue, somehow, someway, life just turned good. Y'all ain't never had no good day? Come on, least smile. We, 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 we had a good day. We had a good day when we asked Christ into our heart and he forgive us. We had, we've had a good day. We've experienced a good day. But see, even, oh, even that, there was a seed planted. So that wasn't an instant harvest either. There was a seed planted there. It may be that the harvest season wasn't that it was the next day. It, it might not have showed up as as quickly as you think it might have showed up here. Oh, that, well, that's all. Maybe it was you had forgotten about the seed that you planted some time ago. Or maybe you had forgotten about a seed that someone else planted for you much longer 
ago. And you, you've forgotten all about it. And then, uh-oh, up jumped the rabbit. There it was. And you're just like, man, the Lord is just blessing me and favoring me. You ain't no more favoring the next person. No more blessed than the neighbor. Because there's seed, time, and harvest. You're going to have to wait on it sometime. It, it's okay to wait. you got, you got to tell yourself that. It's okay to wait. It doesn't hurt to wait. There's some things that take place in our waiting. Sometimes if God was to drop that blessing on you when you wasn't able to handle it, you wasn't ready for it, but he put it in your lap and you'd have messed it all up. See, but I know us. I know us. We blame him for it. If it didn't work out, we blame him. Or we would, we would go on the opposite end of the street on that deal. And then we would start digging up some religion to go, well, must not been what God meant for me. See, we always want the easy route. Anytime there is a seed planted, there is a demand put on the seed. Pat, you can't go and plant. You can't put that little sunflower seed in the dirt. Lest the dirt places a demand on that seed. If you're here, you're going to have to do something. Yeah, this ain't no free ride. There's something in you, and it's got to come out of you. So I'm going to put the pressure on you. I'm going to put the moisture on you. I'm going to let the nitrogen, and I'm going to let the fertilizer, and I'm going to let all of this stuff work that seed up. See, we don't like that part. Anybody ever had to get worked? See, what's in you is way down, and God put it there when he created you. And then he planted you. <laughs> Hang on. I'll take you. I'll take you. There's always going to be seed time and harvest. Genesis 8.22 says it. As long as this earth shall endure. So can I tell you this morning that don't let the time between the planting and the harvest discourage you. God's faithful. Even when, you, even when you don't think so, God's faithful. Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should not repent, or that he should repent. Has he said, and will he not do? Or has he spoken, and will he not make it good? I think some of our unsettling ways comes from what takes place between the seed and the harvest. Because we, we don't want what's in between. The seed is fine. Man, we rejoice on a seed. If somebody speaks a, a prophetic word into your life, man, we rejoice in that seed. We get excited. Man, we can't wait because the, well, the prophet said or the pastor said or so-and-so said that God said that this was going to happen in my life. And we get so excited, man. We up and running. We are just thrilled to death right now about what 
is about to happen in our life. And we get excited about the harvest. That we'll run, we'll run so fast that we run right past the process. Looking for the harvest and now we've become upset again. Because the harvest isn't there waiting. There's no fruit. All we keep remembering is that seed that was planted. We forgot of a process when a seed is planted. It's planted in soil. It's planted in darkness. For the most part, we believe that if, for the most part, we believe that God is faithful. We do. We, we trust God. I mean, you trust him enough that you're, you're coming on Sunday, you're coming on Wednesday, you talk to people about Jesus, you'll read your Bible, you'll, you'll pray. So you, you trust, you trust God and you believe that he's faithful and he'll bring the harvest into our lives. It's just the process we endure. And it's until we see the harvest, many of us choose to give in. We quit. We lay down. It's taking too long. It's kind of like, it's kind of like preacher preaching. Would you get to the point, preacher? No. See, we don't, we, don't want it, we don't want things to work in our life. We just want things to work. We don't, we don't care about us changing. We just want everything around us to change. Right. That's good. I, I, how many, I, I just made somebody mad. Who was it? Just raise your hand. <laughs> uh, oh, there it went. See? <laughs> Boy, I love honesty. <laughs> I know what happened there. Don't you try to trick him. See, husbands, wives, that's why you ought not hold your wife's hand during church. You might not want to sit too close to them because they go like this and hit you. And you go, hey, and the preacher just said, who in here needs Jesus? Hey, oh, wait a minute, I'm a deacon. You got to be careful. You got to be careful. Some of us feel as though because we don't see the growth immediately that we were just buried that seed was just buried. It, it was buried right along with all the other dreams and the desires. Come on, anybody, got a, anybody ever had a dream or a desire that was in their life and they just truly believed it was a seed and it's something they, they went after and they've gone after, but it, it just seemed like it never came to fruition and we give up on it. It's just like this seed that's been planted. And because we don't see its fruition, it just, it was buried Right along with everything else in my life. I mean, there's, there's no more joy in my life. There's no more happiness in my life. There's no more desire to be a good person in my life. I'm, I'm not even willing to go out of my way to help nobody anymore. I just, come on. Come on, you, you, you've been, you have been there. You just get to a point, why, 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 do, why do I bother? <laughs> well, you always tell when you speak. See, I've been in your kitchens and your living rooms. You didn't even know it. I hear you saying it. Why even bother? Why bother to pray? You don't answer it. No way. 
Why bother going to church? It don't help me anyway. We don't want the process. We, we want the seed plant. We want the harvest. We don't want the process. I put a cliff note on the side of my paper and said, someone needs to hear this. First, let me explain. There is a difference of being buried and planted. You don't bury a seed because there's no expectation of it producing anything. You plant a seed because there's an expectation behind it that there's going to come a fruit. Now, somebody here needs to hear this. You weren't buried. You were planted. God put it in your life. You just go, please hear me. Give it some time. It's, it's not dead. It ain't dead like everything else in your life. It's not dead. Give it some time. It's not over. Please don't give up on it. This is why I know so. Second Kings tells us that surviving the surviving remnant of the house of Judah will again take root downward and bear fruit upwards. See, when, when we're planted, one of the first seasons, and maybe this is just me, but any time a word has ever been spoken into my life, it, auto, it almost without fail seemed as though I went into night seasons in my life. I went into a dark season in my life. And you know, when, because nothing seemed to be lining up. They, well, they, they said, God, they, they said that you said that this was going to be and that was going to happen. But God, I'm not seeing that. I see something totally different. God, it's, it's dark around me. Ain't none of this lining up. Can I tell you that when you plant a seed, that seed don't see daylight for a while. Oh, why? Because there's a process. Germination has to take place. Of the seed that's been planted in you. And sometimes, if not all the time, germination ha happens greater and it's better for the seed when it's in dark. The germination of a seed. Now, I'm not talking about the seed lean. Don't, you can't get that confused because a seed lean needs light to grow. But a seed needs dark to germinate. Anybody in here in a night season where you feel like that everything around you is just dark, it ain't lining up, you don't see light, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Anybody else in here that sees that, can I tell you, you're germinating, baby. But come on, please. <laughs> Accept the process. 
accept the process. See, what, what happens in germination? Off my notes. What happens in germination? What happens? The seed that was planted died. Because it, if, it, if the seed doesn't die, germination can't take place. Because germination is transformation. You got to change. Oh, God in heaven. So when that, when that word comes and you don't apply your life and your steps and your word and your well-being and your spirituality based on that word, according to that word, you'll never be germinated because it takes transformation. If you remain the same person that they spoke to, you'll be that same person years down the road. Come on, come on in the church. I know it's hard. I know it don't feel good right now, but that's part of germination. It don't ever feel good. Man, the stretching that you... That's why I know some of y'all been planted right here, because I make you stretch. Hurts, don't it? But you gotta stretch. you've got to You've got to come away from what you are now to be who God intends you to be later. You can't, totally off my notes now, that's great. You got to take off the old man before you put on the new. Do you know how ridiculous you would look? Let's go to Jose Banks, only because I like Jose Banks. There was a little plug for them. They ought to give me 50% off. I'm going to come to you. Let's go get a suit. But what I want you to do, I want you to wear the other suit that you got last year. I want you to wear that suit, and I'm going to wear my suit. We're going to go over there, and we're going to get us another suit. Now, just play along with me. I know, I know he's not as fit as I am. Just play, just play along with me. <laughs> we got the same size suits. We got the same tailor. We bought it from the same store. Oh, we looking good. That's why we got who we got, because we looking good. We looking good. I go in, and I'm going to let you be the smart one. I'm going to be the other one. We go in. He takes off his old suit and tries on his new suit. Man, that thing's popping. It looks nice. I was so excited about the new suit, I didn't take off my old suit. So I put my new suit over top of my old suit. And I come out, I'm complaining. Oh, I wish you'd come up in the living room and sit down with me. I'm complaining because my new suit ain't fitting like his new suit. We the same size, same tailor, same suit. But my new suit don't look like his new suit. My new suit got some puffs and some, it's just kind of bunchy, it and I'm going to complain. Oh, come on up in here, Christian. Huh? Ain't that what we do? Man, we, we complain because it just don't seem like God's fitting. <laughs> Dennis is because they still wearing their camouflage overalls. 
we have a problem when God doesn't fit. Come on, come on. Amen, preacher. And we'll fight against it. We'll fight the process. I'll go in front of the mirror and I'm going, now put it on the same way he put it on. It's the same tailor, the same price, the same people. It should be the same. We're the same size. It should look as good as his looks. And mine's not looking like his is looking. Well, I can just stop preaching. I'm glad he took me off of notes right there because you got it, didn't you? I mean, it just went I seen like it got brighter in here. I'm glad the electric bill don't come up with it. We mad because it ain't fitting right. But I got so I got so excited about the new suit. I got so excited about the harvest. That I ran past the process. Oh, I put mine on before you got yours on. <laughs> oh, uh-oh. I actually felt good about mine when I put it on and got out before you did. I was actually okay with mine. Just needs a little fixing. And then he walked out and I go... I know it's they ain't gonna like me because we don't want to deal with the process. And just like Christians, we want to look at people and we want to envy what people have. We want to know. Come on, I'm going to get right in your living room. We want to know why somebody else, it always sounds like they pray better than I do. How much praying are you doing? It looks like, it, God, I mean, it was that quick. They went from here to here, that quick. No, it wasn't that quick. You just didn't see, or you didn't count. The process. See, I can bring. Let me. Can I, I'm gonna bring it right to family. If you knew me outside of the family, y'all know family know everything about you. Mm -hmm. If you knew me outside of family. Some 20 years ago, and you would have seen how quickly, based on your perception, how quickly that this transpired for ministry, you'd have been over in the corner too. I've been coming to church for 25 years. I don't know why their life got to be so easy. Why they getting all their promotion? Because see, you haven't seen. Oh, dear God. Boy, woo, this is good. Because God put us in a dark place. We were being germinated. See, it was when you didn't see us, that was when our growth was happening. <laughs> so when my, my sister, she going, now I lay me down to sleep. Get my brother on his feet. <laughs> That's what she's praying. 
God, you got to help him. The boy's lost. Dumber than a box of bricks. You got to do something. And then one day, she looked up, and there's brother preaching. Boy, don't you know it was complicated? (laughs) Don't you know that was complicated? And it's even worse now. Because she's going, boy, I prayed you into the kingdom. I'll pray you out. No, I'm joking. (laughs) But this this is what will happen. Man, this is so good. Please, please don't take the laughter and the joy from this and disregard the meat. Because so many times we even have a tendency to bypass everybody else's germination. We have a tendency to forget that we fought all the time. We hated each other. We divorced mentally. We divorced physically. We just didn't divorce legally. See, you forget, you, you didn't, you never seen that. You never seen what they would typically call child abuse. You didn't see that. All you see now is a father-son relationship. You, you, didn't, you, didn't, see, you didn't see all the hours spent away from home and spent away from family. You didn't see any of that. You didn't see any of the work ethic that God was putting into me. Not that I could go out in the field and have that work ethic, but also that I would come into the temple. I mean, it gets real bad, Joe, when, it, when it's so nice outside and all you want to do is ride a motorcycle. <laughs> I want to ride. And the best thing I can get out of it is ride from my house to the church. See, if you don't know biking and you don't understand riding, that doesn't bother you. Most, most cases, that makes a biker mad if all he can ride is 15 minutes. He wants to ride. We miss the process. And we see the harvest. We become envious. Angry. Upset. Man. Because our fruit. From the seed that was planted. Has yet to come to fruition. Come on. Are y'all with me? I need to see the whites of your eyes. Because all of us. Have to. See, it's a must. In order for your fruit to come, it is a must that you die. Germination, man, it's horrible. We see when we think about the soil and stuff. I mean, the soil is good. I mean, it's you know, even even though we're in a dark season and we're we're secluded, can't nobody. Oh, whoo! There's the great. Now that reminds me of the grace of God. Because God put me in the soil in the dark place and covered me over while he worked out of oh while he worked out of me what was in me you couldn't sit and look at it and say anything wrong God was working it out down here see God will do it in the private of your own home in the privacy of your own prayer life God will work out the hatred the bitterness the enviness the lust the addiction he'll work that out in private so that everybody else can't look upon you 
Dear God in heaven, I'm done. Woo! That gets me excited knowing that he covered me the whole time. Because, it, oh, it's ugly. <laughs> Woo! Your process is ugly. Because you're doing good and you're doing bad. You're doing good and then you're doing bad. It's ugly. And if everybody had an opportunity to look at you and see your failures, many of us would bail out. This ain't going to work anyway. Whew. Boy, I'm, so, I'm almost unlacing my boots. I'm excited. Man, the grace of God on your life. See, the moments that you think God don't love you anymore, it is just the opposite, friend. He loves you so much. Show me what I'm working with. Show me what I'm working with. Ugly, right? I was going to use a person, but I figured that y'all, see, see, see how y'all act? We need to take a time of repentance right here. Father in heaven, forgive us. I could have swore he was going to Matthew. <laughs> Megan, don't think you ugly, buddy. You don't worry about, you don't ever worry about what other people think. Your wife thinks you're beautiful. While he's working out your purpose. He's got it covered up. Man, all your faults. Dear God, all your faults, all your failures, all your falling shorts. God, I need to get back to my notes. He's got you covered up. Because this is where the germination happens. And he knows it's ugly. How many of you would picture water as refreshing? I would too. I did until this morning about 5.15. Because with water, because you, oh, well, wait a minute. Let me get, let me go there. Tommy, I jumped off my notes, so I'm going to go ahead and take them. Let's go to 1 Corinthians. Yeah, let's just go ahead and go there, then I'll stop. I'm going to come back. Y'all hang on, all right? Don't lose that thought. Water, pleasant, right? Tommy, good morning. He's waving at me. Oh! <laughs> Snuck up on me. Don't laugh at me. I'll pull you up here next week. First Corinthians 6, 3, 6. I planted, this is Paul. I planted Apollo's water. But God gave the increase. So one man plants, another man waters, and God brings increase. So that's telling me that I've been planted, so the water's got to be good. It's refreshing. I thought so too at 5.15 this morning. It come out a little different. <laughs> Water causes trauma. It's traumatic to change. Just scanning the room, okay, having a baby. 
the seed's been planted. The water breaks. Trauma takes place. Man, when we get water, see, we we looking for that season of refreshing. It ain't got nothing to do with seed time and harvest. God's trying to work out of you what's in you. And see, he can't, he, dear God, I couldn't put all this in my notes. What would happen if we take the seed and we went straight to the harvest? We're trying to harvest something that may not be of like kind of the seed that's been planted. Come on, just hang on. A seed produces after its own kind. You can't plant a kernel of corn and get an apple. If you do, something happens. You picked up an apple seed. (laughs) Come on, tell them. Tell them. I mean, this is simple. It's easy, right? Apple seed, apple, right? She said, it's simple. I don't know why y'all can't get it. She said, y'all older than she is. And here comes this water on our life. Oh, oh, okay. Water may show up in different forms. Water might be an acquaintance, a word been spoken over your life, and wow. <laughs> See, your mom and daddy ain't here. I can talk about it. Somebody spoke a word over your life, and then in comes the knight in shining armor. Huh? Tall, dark, and handsome. You with me? Oh, you was already, she was already envisioning See, that, that might be the water for this seed right now. Right? Because let me tell you how good God is. Even though he speaks a word or plants a seed in your life, which doesn't necessarily represent who and where you are at the present moment, he already knows there's seed time and harvest, so he's got to give us some time. See, he changed your ugliness into beauty. <laughs> that ain't what he said. <laughs> but he'll take you to a place that you've never seen yourself before. How does he do it? It might be by an acquaintance. That acquaintance, that knight in shining armor just might roll up in there. Huh? And start talking, whispering sweet nothing. Your daddy beating him the whole time. <laughs> and he's whispering sweet nothings in your ear. And he causes you to grow inside. Y'all can't, y'all can't attach with me this morning, can you? If he gets to your heart quick enough and he begins, oh, and he begins to water you, (laughs) huh? With the word, right? So that he could present you blameless. So if that knight in shining, that's why we said a knight in shining armor. We don't want some heathen, some some hillbilly do wrong. We don't want none of that, right? Okay. We want somebody to come into our life and speak to us. Women, come on, you can amen me right here. You want a man that looks at you and sees all your beauty. I'm looking at me and when I'm talking about that, I got to get that out of my head. And they look at you and they just see all your beauty and tell you about it. Don't nothing make you feel better when he comes up to you and looks into your eyes and says, Honey, you are hot. And it don't matter how old you are. 
You could be 65 or 35, and hot means hot. And he talks to you. He pulls out the good characteristics in you. And the next thing you know, you have become something. Girl, you better stop. You done become something that neither one of us thought we would ever become. Pastor wife. <laughs> you don't know who I knew. Something happens in germination. Something happens when the water starts. Oh, it don't have to be an acquaintance. It can be your finances. Oh, yeah, it can. It can. God spoke something in your life and you knew without a doubt we're still hiding ugliness. God knew without a doubt that it was going to take funds that you couldn't appropriate. And he brought you into a place. And the next thing you and the next thing you know, you working in areas that you ain't even qualified for. Next thing you know, you done got a race. Don't even know how. Didn't ask for it. Didn't know nothing about it. And here come come. Hello. Stick with me. See, that's watering. That's watering. Because what that, that encouraged you to stretch a little more. Well, God did say that I was going to go and fund an orphanage. And look, look, looky, looky here. Got me a knight in shining armor with some dollars. <laughs> Prophesy that over you right now. Right? And the finance, and man, it's just water. You're going, whoa, man, this is, and you begin to stretch even further, even hard. Come on, church. Can't you picture the seed in the ground just down there just struggling? And see, you think because you're in the dark, ain't nothing happening. That's the place where the seed actually, when it begins to germinate, it shoots its roots deep first. That's what nobody sees. But the roots go deep. Why? So when the fruit begins to come through the ground, it can withstand the elements of this old nasty where I'm talking to you this morning. See, the more, the more you focus on your root system and you get grounded in God's word and you dig down in it, no matter what comes about. Oh, the wind might blow. <laughs> no, the wind is going to blow. But what will it do? Just bend you over? Won't break you off. You still got life in you because your root system. Oh, it, it allows you to take the heat, you know, when people hate you because you're doing something different. What you mean you ain't going out tonight? Oh, he got you like that, huh? Oh, see, I, I hit right home with somebody. <laughs> oh, he got you. He got you. Well, you well that's the man's thing. What do you mean you can't go riding the bike? Oh, your wife got you, got you whooped, don't she? It helps you withstand the heat. Because your root systems go so deep, it's able to draw moisture in your driest days. To draw moisture from the ground up. 
Oh, come on. Woo, this watering can take place in so many different directions. But pastor, I heard you. I get the seed. It's been planted. I'm, I'm good with that. And, and I'm not chasing after the harvest because I understand there's seed time and harvest. And I know that one man plants another one waters and God brings. I got all of that, Pastor. I'm good with that, Pastor. But can I talk to you for a minute? It's been like 20 years or so. And everything that you're talking about, I got the seed thing because, boy, God knows the hell I've gone through since I got that word in my life. God knows what I've had to trample through. and What now? Because I'm just still here. I ain't seen none of that water that you're talking about. Am I praying wrong? Let me help you. I'm going to take you to a verse. Um, Tommy, go ahead and take, because I'm just about done. I, I, maybe I'll come back to some of these notes next week too. Tommy, go ahead and just take, um, I, I want to go to Psalms. That's where I want to go. Well, wait, 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 wait. Don't show them. Take it off. Take it off. Don't show them. Don't show them. Take it off. Isaiah 27, 6. I want to do that one first. Because Psalms 126 won't matter. Those who come, he shall cause to take root in Jacob. Israel shall, and you need to underline it in your Bible, highlight it, let it stand out, make sure you understand shall. It doesn't mean there's a possibility. It doesn't mean that if this or if that, it says it shall so it will, if there has been a seed planted in your life by God himself, I promise you to this day and my dying day that it shall, it will, there is no opposition. Amen. It will Amen. blossom and bud and fill the face of the world with fruit. Listen to me. How many of you believe that God's faithful? How many of you trust that he's more faithful than you are? Well, that should be a two-hander. So with that being said, whether you see it or not, whether you feel that we're experiencing the seasons of watering or not, the way that we think it should happen, some of the ways that pastors talked about this morning, this water hasn't happened, that water hasn't happened, this person's not in my life, my finances are still jacked up. My, matter of fact, the job didn't already let me go and up jumped COVID and here's everything and everybody else and here's all the problems of the world and they're against me. Maybe it's caused you to lie down and cry. Have any of you ever wanted something so bad and not be able to put your hands on it. And I mean you just weep for it. And I'm not. Listen don't, don't get materialistic on me. I'm talking about. I, I'm talking about anything man. I, I'm talking about. It, it can be the love of your life. Some of us in here have chased the love. Of our life for years. And just so happened. In our dying days. God sent something. 
I should say somebody instead of something. I'll offend some people. Send someone. Man, we've, we've waited to hear, oh, oh, we've waited to hear the voice of our children. To say, Mom, Dad, I've accepted Christ. Oh, come on. See, you, oh, and you thought, I'm going there. And you thought, and you thought, I won't say name because we on, but they can't see you, so they don't know who I'm talking about. You thought, and they thought, it might have been the COVID that brought you. Can I tell you? You were a seed planted a long time ago, brother. And your seed's been planted for years. You don't know the watering. Oh, come on. See? All because wouldn't go to church. And wouldn't, we just, oh, oh, oh. And then and we find ourselves so distraught. We find ourselves curled up in the corner sometimes, crying on a couch cushion, snot, blood, tears, and everything. Just like, See, you ain't prayed unless you had to get that off your cushions or your carpet or something. You, you, ain't, you ain't prayed until everything inside here just come out and you wait. And you just... <laughs> Huh? That listen, that's when that's when desperation sets in. And we're constantly crying. Crying over a seed that we know that's been planted. See, I'm, I'm telling you this for this reason. Now you can go to Psalms. He who continually goes forth what? Look. I'm, I'm, I'm teaching and preaching to an educated group of people. He who continually go forth weeping. Bearing seed for sowing. Shall doubtless. Oh, I need to stop on doubtless. You don't understand. Without fail. He ain't got no doubt. You know that you know that you know that you know that you know. And don't care what anybody else know. You know. Shall doubtless come again with rejoicing. Bringing his sheaves with him. So when you think that the watering is not happening. When you think that the watering process isn't taking place. Remember those nights that you woke up. Weeping and crying. See, let me tell you, God is faithful. If no one else is meant for your watering, God will still get it watered. If it's just through you and your crying. And your tears. He said, but that goes forth weeping, he will return, right, with rejoicing. I'm I'm, going to end everything right here, so hang on. With 
we are going to come back with our sheaves. See, a lot of us, we don't have our fruit because we're not rejoicing. Because we're still hung up in the night season where we don't see anything happening and we get discouraged and distraught. We give up, we give in, we quit. We're bitter, we're angry, we're envious. Oh, come on. I must be the only, I must be the only one that's ever sat in a night season for any length of time to figure out that, wait a minute, boy, you better get your head out the sand. You better figure out what you're doing. He says, with rejoicing. How are you going to get your fruit? From rejoicing. Rejoicing in the process. Rejoicing in the watering. Rejoicing. Because you know that he said. You know that he planted. He, he told them in Israel. That he would plant them. To where they would never have to move again. Never have to move again. Never have to go. This was in the same conversation where he was talking to Nathan to talk to David and tell David, wait a minute, you want to build a house of cedar for you. What about building a house of cedar for me? Because I've not had a place to live since Israel, since I took them out of Egypt. And he says, so if you'll do this for me first, oh, if you'll build the Lord's house, if you would just rejoice in the gratefulness of his mercy and his grace, you might be surprised what kind of fruit show up outside so that you can lay the sickle in it. Huh? It's immediate. It's immediate. When you see the fruit, he doesn't say that you got to wait. Still covering up the ugliness. And then, because see, just look at that would be ugly. I'll finish now. But when it's unveiled and it's used for the purpose that it was made, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Now, I don't have to hold that, right? See, I had notes. I'm telling y'all I had notes. We had a couple pages. Oh, I should have just stood up there and just done it like that, right? Just taught like that. You're not buried. You're planted. Hold the process. Hold on to it. It's working something out of you. It's taking you through something. Well, Pastor, I get mad. That might be just what he's trying to work out of you. But why do they have everything? It might be just exactly what they're trying to work out of you. And man, when you can get it, and the germination happens, transformation is on its way. You go from a seed, lest a grain of wheat fall to the ground and die, it remains a seed. But if it's planted, it brings forth many seeds. Many seeds is inside the fruit. thinking God give up on you. 
Not to be confused with germaphobe, you're going through germination. <laughs> it's good. Oh, Paul said it's good that I be afflicted. Bible goes on to say, and after you have, oh, that's a good one. And after you have suffered a little while, I will establish. It's good that you afflicted. All things. Never mind, I got to quit. I'm done. I'm done with you. I'm going to just drop you like this. Doop, boop. Drop you like a hot potato. I'm done. There ain't no airplane today. I just brought you. Set you down like a helicopter. We're finished. I just want you to understand, man, that when a seed is given, please give it time for germination. Don't get so wrapped up in, in the darkness of your life. Don't get so wrapped up in, in the things that causes discouragement in your life where you want to give up and where you want to quit. Do not... Quit. 